I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of gopowercat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald to GoPowerCat.com, and the man in an entirely different town for me right now is Scott Chase. And Scott, uh, I couldn't leave the studio today because lots of breaking news around Kansas State. We'll get to that, but I miss you. Uh, Fitz, I, I miss you a lot, too. And you know what I miss more is being able to show lots of highlights from college basketball games. That's an NCAA rule. We're limited, but we're going to mm-hmm. use those full two minutes on you. So you'll get to see a little bit of action. I, I want everyone to know that I volunteered to reenact all of the highlights mm-hmm. and management said that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That, I've got a lot of bad ideas. Mm-hmm. You can interact with us. That's a good idea on social media <laughs> at Facebook.com slash The Drive Show on Twitter, at The Drive 13, and of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com. And we start things off with our two-minute drill, and we're going to talk about the team in the tournament. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center, Scott KU basketball is still dancing. The Jayhawks survived an upset scare against Creighton in a really good game. How did the Hawks manage to hold on? Well, Fitz, uh, I'm going to throw a number at you, and then I'll talk about some players and all, you know, some other stuff that happened. <laughs> I'm glad you dodged it. 47 to 31, okay? That was the rebounding margin in this game. And when you out-rebound a team 47 to 31 and you're plus seven on the offensive glass, Kansas is a very good offensive rebounding team, you tend to win those games more often than not, regardless of all the other stuff that happens. Like, for example, Creighton getting red hot from three and guys who normally don't take or make a lot of threes getting particularly hot and knocking them down. We knew this Creighton matchup with Kansas was going to be a little bit different when they lost their big man. It changed the way they play. Creighton went small, something they haven't done. But they've done in spurts, but maybe not as much as they did in this game. They shot a lot of threes. Uh, their best three-point shooters made them. Their not-so-great three-point shooters made them. But Kansas found an answer, and Kansas found a counterpunch, and that really came from two players. Ochai Abaji there, you see hitting the jumper. He had a great second half, wasn't very good in the first half, but ended with 15 points and eight rebounds. He's obviously having a tremendous season for Kansas. That steal, by the way, David McCormick's block kind of ended the game, but that steal and dunk by Ochai when the game was in the balance, a one-point game, uh, that to me was absolutely the play of the contest. And uh, I'm glad we're zooming in on Greg McDermott and his confused face there because part of why KU also got going was Remy Martin, who has been absolutely spectacular since KU made the decision, or Remy Martin made, whichever side it came from, to shut him down, let him heal on that knee a little bit with hopes of exactly this, bringing him back for the tournament and look healthy. 
When Creighton started this game, they chose not to guard Dewan Harris. Dewan Harris made a three, but really didn't play that much, really kind of struggled, the offense did. When Remy Martin came back in the game, Creighton kept that approach. They didn't guard him. Remy made a couple shots. It got him into a rhythm. Uh, Creighton's coach, again, Greg McDermott, said after the game, hey, that was a mistake. You know, obviously a mistake was the terminology he used. But uh, Fitz, I can't imagine letting Remy Martin get going willingly and then kind of dealing with the consequences of that afterward. That seemed like a coaching mistake to me. So rebounding on one end, Remy Martin and Ocha on the other, I think that's how Kansas won this game. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got McCormick going good for the Jayhawks. Remy Martin's now stepped to the forefront and is closer to the player we expected. seems like things are kind of falling in place for KU to make a run. But how far will they go? We'll get to that later, I think. Absolutely. Well, Fitz, K-State is more than a week into its search for a new basketball coach. I'll leave it to you. What's the latest here? Well, we reported this at GoPowerCat.com, and uh, it's now kind of everywhere. But Brad Underwood is no longer in consideration for the Kansas State head coaching job. I think a number of offers were made to his camp, but never things could never quite line up between K-State and Brad Underwood in, in the way that you need to hire someone. And let's be really honest here. Brad Underwood is one of the highest paid coaches in college basketball at Illinois. It was going to take a lot of money to bring the former K-State player and assistant coach home. I think K-State made a really good offer, made a really good push, but at the end of the day, he's decided to stay at Illinois where he's kind of got it going. They've been to a couple tournaments now. They have bowed out in the round of 32 both years. Illinois fans aren't very happy, but that means uh, he's not part of this search. So who does that leave? And that pretty much leaves Jerome Tang the associate head coach at Baylor. He's been at Scott Drew's side for 19 years. And it looks like Jerome Tang is the sole focus as of now of the K-State search. In fact, a group of officials from Kansas State flew down to Waco on a Sunday and came back Sunday evening. That's why I was uh, not able to make it all the way to studio. I had stuff to do here in town. It's not a done deal with Jerome Tang, but it's very close. It's getting there very, very quickly. And I think within the next 24 hours, we will hear an announcement unless something goes off the rails right now for K-State. And I just want to take a moment to compliment Gene Taylor on the way he's handled this. I, I see a lot of ADs out there making immediate hires without really doing much background checks and and uh, kind of putting in their due diligence and looking at a bunch of candidates. And, and it disturbs me when I see programs get rid of a coach and immediately hire someone else because I just can't believe they've done their due diligence or they started the search before the coach was gone and that isn't fair to anyone. He waited for Bruce Weber to resign, move forward at that point, has done a good job of vetting a bunch of candidates in case they've had a really good list of choices. And I think it's down to Jerome Tang and I expect him to be Kansas State's new coach. Yeah. Fitz, I, I think you make a good point, too, about handling your business the right way. There was a, a story that came out at the NCAA tournament, Kansas going against Texas Southern, that when Bill Self was at Tulsa, he was offered a job at Memphis, who at the time had an interim coach, rubbed Bill Self the wrong way. He said, I'm not interested in this position because you have a coach right now. And yeah, I think doing it the right way in these things, building up that right reputation, Kansas fans will know Jeff Long struggled with that. I think this is something K-State is doing the right way. Yeah, it's, it, it looks good for K-State's future. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, there are still Big 12 games going on as we're taping tonight's show. But one Big 12 team, Baylor, has already been bounced. That turned out to be good for K-State. Mm-hmm. What does the Big 12 need to do to have a successful showing in this tournament? Well, Fitz, I think the bar has been raised a lot for the Big 12. And 
I wasn't surprised because I remember these things happening, but you go back over the years, I was really impressed by what the Big 12 has actually done in the NCAA tournament as of late. Look, obviously Baylor, everyone knows they won the title last year. KU was a number one overall seed or going to be in 2020. Baylor would have been a one seed when the tournament was canceled. Texas Tech was the runner-up in 2019. KU made a Final Four in 2018. OU made the Final Four in 2016. The Big 12 has this track record of getting teams to go deep in the tournament, and two of them that, as we're taping, are kind of left are Texas and Texas Tech. Now, Texas has a, a very tough game against Purdue. You will have the benefit of knowing the results of that game. And Texas Tech is also, uh, you know, has to do its part to advance off the three-seed line. Duke is in that region. Gonzaga is in that region. So uh, it certainly won't be easy. But between Kansas, Texas, and Texas Tech, I think Kansas, or, or excuse me, I think the Big 12 has got to get somebody into the Final Four because that's really been the standard for the Big 12. Now, look, Texas Tech was incredibly impressive in its first round NCAA tournament game. And again, we don't know how things will progress from there. There is some randomness in the tournament. But we saw the Big 12, both on the men's and women's side, have a perfect first round of the tournament at least. And I think on the men's side, what you saw were really a few blowouts, a few impressive performances that made people not quite wake up but say, whoa, maybe the Big 12 was kind of what we thought they were, this really, really good conference that had a bad weekend in the Big 12 SEC showdown, and that was just a bad weekend. So, Fitz, I'll, I'll leave it to you, give you a little bit of time too, but I think the Big 12's got to get someone in the Final Four for this to be a success. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the one takeaway I have from watching Houston beat Illinois is, I can't wait for Houston to be in the Big 12 because that adds another high-quality program. Uh, I think the Big 12 overall from top to bottom is the best conference, and I think we'll see it just show up here. I think someone will be in that Final Four, but I'm not sure who it'll be. Mm-hmm. How good was Houston today, by now, the way? They were impressive. Oh, my goodness. They were so good. Illinois had struggled in both of its games, but on this day, Houston was really, really good. It was They were fun to watch. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Last week's question was, which men's basketball coaching job is more attractive? Got a few hundred votes on this one, and Missouri, actually, 55% to Kansas State, 45%. Fitz, any thoughts on that? Poppycock, I say. <laughs> that is blasphemy. Uh, Missouri did hire the Cleveland State coach, um, which I thought was a pretty quick hire. But um, I think Kansas State, from the list of coaches they've had, had a lot of coaches very interested because the history of coaches at K-State is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay, here is this week's question. What makes this season a success for Kansas? Reach the final Elite, Elite Eight, Final Four, national title, or it's already a success. Let's all have a hug. <laughs> Those are your choices. Vote on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Well, that will do it for this half of the two minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K State on The Drive. Introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Wow. 
Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Scott, up next for the Jayhawks is Providence in the Sweet 16. What can you tell us about the four seed in the Midwest region? Well, Fitz, if you're a college basketball fan and you know something about Providence, it's possible you know about this great debate about is Providence good? Are they lucky? Do they win a bunch of close games? What do the numbers say? And, and back and forth. Here's what I can tell you. Yes, Providence has won a ton of close games this year. They were 12-2 and in games decided by five points or fewer or that went into overtime. They were actually 3-0 in overtime games. And so... Yes, you might say that tends to make them a little bit lucky. A lot of those games are coin flips and can go the other way. There's also a reason why Providence won so many close games this year, why they were a four seed, and why they absolutely stomped a pretty good Richmond team with good guard play that handled Iowa in the first round of the tournament. Providence is a an older team, a senior-lated team. You go down their top five scorers. You've got a fifth-year senior, a fifth-year senior, a junior, two more uh, seniors to add to that. They're very balanced. They've got five players who average between about nine and a half and 14 points per game. So they spread it around. It's not really about taking one guy out of the equation. And they've really got four three-point shooters and guys who are capable of making it. I wrote this number down just in their last game. They shot the three uh, exceptionally well. Their uh, starting five really was over 50%, I believe, from three uh, just in that last game, actually, in the round of 32. So Providence is a very good team and a team that's been battle-tested. And I think that's what makes them dangerous. Yes, if you look at Ken Palmer, you look at some of the advanced number sites, which, for the record, I don't want to put down. I use them. I think they're very good. A lot of college basketball programs use them. They say Providence profiles more like a team that you would have on the 7 line or the 8 line. But you also can't discount some of their wins. They beat Texas Tech. They beat Wisconsin. They beat UConn. Uh, this is a team that picked up some quality wins. They played Villanova, a two-seed close, uh, twice down the stretch of their season. So uh, I think Kansas probably has its hands full. But there's also a reason why Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite as we're taping this in that game. And it's because Kansas has looked impressive. And as we talked about earlier, Kansas is also getting Remy Martin back and back at full speed, back kind of, you know, really rejoined with the team in the flow of things. And then you give Kansas kind of this week off before the games start next week to continue to grow with Remy Martin. I think that makes Kansas a very dangerous team, but I wouldn't discount Providence. I think they're talented too. Uh, you, you said a lot of words, but I heard you say this game will be decided by five or fewer points. I believe that's what I heard. <laughs> that's every Providence and, game fits, so I think that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet on that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll get to the picks later in the show. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, Fitz, <laughs> back to the K-State uh, search. Uh, Illinois coach Brad Underwood is a former K-State player and assistant coach. How close was the McPherson native to coming home? Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure right now. Is it? It's just now breaking news that uh, he's no longer part of the search. I know K-State Athletics Director Gene Taylor worked really hard to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I went back to him a number of times. I think at one point, uh, maybe a week ago, they thought they might have an agreement in hand, and that kind of fell apart. And it's so complicated, and I don't think people really fully appreciate. It's not just about a coach's salary or the number of years. It, you also have to make sure he has a, a budget for a coaching staff and a complete you know, support staff that he's accustomed to. And honestly, that's a really high number at Illinois too. And then it brings up this problem. If you're paying an associate head basketball coach a significant amount of money, doesn't that mean your offensive and defensive coordinators in football and your associate head coach in football probably deserve the type, same type of numbers? 
And I think as it continued to pile up the amount of money that was going to be outgoing, the uncertainty about Kansas State's financial future, because let's remember, the Big 12 as we now know it only has three years left on this TV contract, the 22, 23, and 24 football seasons. By the end of, uh, by the start of the 25 season, it'll be a new contract, and the number for that contract is completely unknown. We don't know at this point how how difficult it'll be for the Big 12 to get a, a, a amount of money out of ESPN and other TV partners that comes close to matching what they had with Oklahoma and Texas. I think the Big 12 is going to be fine without Oklahoma and Texas, but the finances are the finances, and what they can get out of TV partners is a great, a great vast unknown for Kansas State right now. At the end of the day, I don't think Gene Taylor quite felt comfortable with it. I'm not sure Brad Underwood felt comfortable with it, and it just didn't work out. Does this mean it's the last chance Brad Underwood will ever have to come home to Kansas State? Because this is really the third misconnect he's had in his career with K-State and possibly being the basketball coach. I'm never going to say never, but I also expect Jerome Tang to be a heck of a coach if that's the guy who gets the job, so the job may not be open for quite a while. Yeah, Fitz, coaching searches are so funny just in terms of you might miss a candidate, come back to it. You know, Lance Leipold for Kansas football, that was one that maybe was considered earlier, come back to him, you know, different names get worked into. I just appreciate you holding your composure as Zoom pops up little notifications on your screen. That's always fun when that happens. I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good. You're pro. And now we step out of bounds. Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, stepping away from the Big 12, we've seen lightning strike twice with St. Peter's making it all the way to the Sweet 16. Excellent mustache on their star player, by the way. Fitz, I'm wondering, oh. do you have a favorite upset memory from a past NCAA tournament that you could share? Lots of good choices on this one. Yeah, um, I, I, it, it probably has to be, as a K-State person, the Northern Iowa win over Kansas. <laughs> I can't remember what year that was because K-State was at the same site. They were in the same different pod, but they were at the same site. So there was a lot of K-Staters at that game, uh, and I was there too. But I probably overall has to be when I covered K-State in 2018 during the Elite Eight run, watching number one seed Virginia lose uh to maryland baltimore county the first time that's ever happened to see that in person go down even if it was just at the final seconds the pure joy the umbc players had um absolutely incredible to be in the arena for that uh i love the tournament so much and that's why i think uh, so many case staters are disturbed that they haven't been in the tournament now for three years it is a great sports experience and i was asked on a talk radio show a long time ago a long time ago a week ago feels a long time ago. <laughs> what my favorite thing to cover is as a sports writer is it the big bowl games now it's the ncaa tournament um i was fortunate enough to cover ku in new orleans when they went down there and i saw chris weber call a timeout that he didn't have in person there's nothing like the ncaa tournament and i hope k-state gets back to it soon because it is some of my favorite sports memories in this profession well, Fitz, you mentioned UMBC. I remember, I think KU was down in Wichita. I was with some beat writers. I was with Voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney. We were watching that, and at some point, someone jokingly pointed out, hey, I think UMBC is going to beat Virginia. And then as the night went on, it became less and less of a joke, and slowly more and more, you, uh, Florida Gulf Coast would be the other one. I really enjoyed watching them going there. Yeah. And uh, I've rewatched those yep. games on YouTube uh, a few times as, as well. Really? You're, you're that type of guy. Huh. I was. I certainly huh. was. It's surprising no one, the guy with no plans, who instead just stay home, watch some uh, old college basketball games. Well, Fitz, now let's hear from the fans. And 
Our fan question this week is what you were just talking about. How long until K-State is back in the NCAA tournament? And that's from James in Manhattan. James, great question. Um, you know what's amazing is now because of the transfer portal, you can remake a program in a year. Now you got to hit the right guys. you gonna got to have a little magic and luck in it. But the guys are out there. Even, you know what, 15 years ago when Bob Huggins came to Manhattan, you had to use junior college players. Or, you know, that was about your only resource to go find immediate help. Now the portal changes all of that. And uh, Jerome Tang's had some luck down at Baylor with the portal. And he's also done a great job of overall recruiting. The, the answer is I think they can get back next year if they can hold on to enough of these players on the current roster and bring in the right players uh, and have a little luck. They were pretty close this year, but they couldn't get over the hump. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now it's time to take a look at our predictions and remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 Let's look at last week's results. I am choking. Mm -hmm. And the viewers choked a little bit too. And who is this Scott guy out of nowhere closing the gap? Yeah, Fitz, it was Uh. football season and I was struggling. Huh? Sound familiar? And then it was basketball Mm -hmm. season and here I come. Also sound familiar if you're in Lawrence. You need KU in the Final Four so that we get two more shows out of this season. Mm -hmm. If I go 3-0, I think I'd pass you though. I don't want to talk about it. Here's this week's pick. So we're going to start with Kansas, who is minus seven and a half versus Providence. And I believe seven and a half is more than five. Mm-hmm. I will take Providence to cover. I will take Kansas a little bit nervous because we talked about Providence playing all these close games. But I think Kansas is the better team. And on that note, next is yes or no. Will Kansas make the final four? Fitz, take it away. No. And I don't have any great reason. I just want to say no. Well, sorry. I I guess if I'm taking Kansas to get past Providence, I should probably take Kansas in the Elite Eight as well. I will say yes on that. Okay. Here's our last pick of the week. Gonzaga, yes or no, the final four. No, they got a hard road ahead, particularly if Texas Tech can win tonight. We don't know the outcome of that game. Yeah. Well, Fitz, I think it'll be a challenge. I will go with Gonzaga to make the Final Four. So I guess I'm positive here. You're a little bit more on the negative side. We'll see if we can turn that around next week. That's our that's our personalities. Again, <laughs> make your predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 And now it's time for On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One by, by Local for a Strong Local Community. Scott, take it away. 
note, uh, I, I don't want to rail against officiating or anything in the NCAA tournament, although it's been bad. UNC, ridiculous flagrant two call, that game against Baylor really marred by that. Hated the technical foul in today's Illinois-Houston game. Guy was hanging on the rim, really just making sure he didn't fall and break his neck and got tagged with a T. Hate to see that. Wish referees would take a step back this time of year. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it is a little disturbing to see officials kind of step to the forefront instead of letting the kids play. But I wanted to mention the Kansas State women. Kansas State won in the round of 64 against Washington State, coached by Cami Etheridge, former K-State assistant. The women are in the round of 32. And that's it for this edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.